Hey, welcome back to even more Mashed Up. We are the Pop Culture Podcast, where two professors talk about uh, all things pop culture. I'm Alan. And I am Patrick. And today we're having a very low-key discussion. Oh, you had that in the... <laughs> In the in the, uh, in the I think we might have used it the last time we talked Probably. about Loki well, too. I mean, it's, it's the most obvious opening. How about this? If we divide the show into different segments, it will call what we Loki and what we know Loki. Loki and no yeah, Loki. No, I get it. It didn't. I don't think that no. worked. <laughs> yeah, know. no, no. Once somebody goes for Zach is shaking his head. No, that's that's two out of three. Say that joke. No, no, that work. it's the reversal, right? It's the ritual. No, Whenever Zach no, agrees no, with no, somebody, no. the other person wins. No, that's not how it works. With oh, that's Zach. right. You killed that one, didn't you? Yeah, that's not, no, that's also not how it works with Zach. So we're talking about Loki today. Except for when he steals, you know, Avengers from me. Oh, well, it's hard to say. Yes, we're talking about Loki season two, the latest offering from the MCU, which of course just, is doing fine these they, days. They do just keep cranking out stuff. They do. Oh, I, I do have, I do have, I do have uh, sort of a list of what's coming up next that we can talk about. Mm. I, well, I've got some stuff I'd like to talk about. You, you saw the, the big a, Variety article that I want oh, to yes, talk I, a little bit about. I have seen too. it. I have read excerpts from it. Yes. I, I have not read the whole thing. I skimmed it. I'll, yeah. bring, I'll bring the basics to you. But we should maybe start with Loki. Yes. And build our way out. And of course, we should start with fun facts. So, anyone want to... You can literally hear the fun. Anyone want to guess what, from, uh, where it's at on Rotten Tomatoes with uh, critics and audiences? Loki? Yes. Season two. Um, I've seen some positive Twitter response, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's going to be fairly high. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say critics are going to be at an 84, Ooh. and audiences are going to be at an 88. Oh, close. Close? With critics. Critics are at 82. Okay. Audiences are at 81. Really? Wow. It's a little bit lower with the audience. Well, I'm pretty close then. Like, yeah. I think, but very close, yes. Like in the B range. So... Loki season two is our tenth MCU Disney Plus series. I'm going to take your word. Setting for aside it. like one shots and things like that, but like actual like multi episode so like series. The Guardians Christmas special. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't count those. Which also was not very good. So, do you want uh, do any? So, of the ten, yes. Which of the shows has the highest critic score? One division. No. What? Nope. Really? Nope. If it's WandaVision Vision is, WandaVision <laughs> is let's see, WandaVision is actually fourth. It's it's with not, critics. It's not Miss Marvel. It is Miss Marvel. Really? Miss Marvel but is, not with uh, not with fans. Yeah, it's critics. Okay. Miss right, Marvel right. is ninety eight yeah. with critics. Yeah. Miss Marvel is pretty good. Yeah, Miss Marvel's ninety eight. You're not gonna be happy of this. What if is second with ninety four? Did not care for what if. Third, which feels like what a crime, is down. Hawkeye with ninety two, and then WandaVision's a ninety one. I think I would have Hawkeye in third, probably. I think I would go WandaVision, and then Miss Marvel, yeah, and yeah. then Hawkeye. Yeah, no. I, I think I, Hawkeye and Miss Marvel are competitive. Back, so, Now, do you well, want to yeah. guess which one has the highest audience score? I do not. Was it Moon Knight? It was not Moon Knight, no. Oh, thank um, highest audience score? Uh-huh. I'll just tell you this. You yeah. ain't going to be happy. She-Hulk. No, no, actually, no I She-Hulk's actually She-Hulk the lowest audience score with yeah, a 32. People, no, people obviously hate yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah, She-Hulk's even lower with audience than Secret Invasion. Really? Yeah. Is it the Captain America? No. Is it, uh, what am I missing? Moon Knight? What if? Yep. It's so what if. So Loki Season 2 with its scores... Yes. Uh, ...is only above Secret Invasion and She-Hulk with critics... It's that low? And only above those... Well, I mean, keep in mind that they're all... Except for um, 
Secret Invasion, which is which is I think the only one that qualifies as rotten. Yeah. I mean, She-Hulk's critic score is 77, and that's the next lowest. So they're okay. all in the 80s. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, so yeah, and with audiences, Loki is above Secret Invasion, She-Hulk, and Ms. Marvel. Because Ms. Marvel's audience score is an 80. Because Americans hate women. But go on. Well, and women of color. Oh, fair point. Yeah, yeah I, I stand corrected. Yeah, I, I will so, take that Yeah, on. so that's... that's that's yeah. So. so so what I've read on the internet seems a little more positive than than the Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, about Loki season two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I may so, not be. I don't know. So should we share what we think about it right now, or that should place, we should, should we let that develop? Over? Yeah, we can share what we think about it. All right. Where are you at? I feel much like I did with Loki season one mm-hmm. in that the first four episodes kind of felt like a lot of treading water. And then the last two finally got to like some stuff. There's a lot of water treading. Even in the final episode, there's yeah, like the, the trope of like going back over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It, it, like, um, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I thought that it fine or perfectly fine. Somewhere in between. <laughs> fine and, and perfectly fine. Okay. There are things I can say about it that I liked. Yeah. There were things I thought kind of dropped from the first season that I really, the things I liked about the first mm. season that were kind of less emphasized maybe okay. in the second okay. season. Yeah. I thought it was like in the end, you know me. How do I feel about time travel? Oh, it's your favorite thing. Generally speaking. You, you know, time I travel. Just, Multiverses. It's, yeah, it's, oh, you love it. It's them. not really in my wheelhouse. I actually have a fair or foul about that if you'd like to. Do you want to jump right to a fair or foul? Sure. This is from Eric Kane of Forbes. Now, I should point out he wrote Forbes. this prior to writing Lo- to watching Loki seasons one and two. He wrote it before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the multiverse is primarily a narrative crutch that creates <laughs> magical <laughs> answers to any problem or creates magical problems that require magical answers. And this kind of storytelling ultimately kills any kind of meaningful stakes we might have. Without stakes, you don't have any tension. Without tension, not only are the stories boring, they create a sort of apathy or malaise across audiences. You know, I do like a good malaise. Mm -hmm. Ever since Carter, you know, like you do a malaise and and you do it right. I think it would be fair to say that mm, you would describe the MCU as perhaps kind of in a malaise. We are in the Jimmy Carter years of the MCU right now. Yeah. Well, that means we've got a great future ahead of us until... Until when? <laughs> until, until, yeah. until, yeah. until, you know. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's generally fair, yeah. actually. I think that the the crutch idea, I think it is a way to get in and out of whatever you want to get in mm-hmm. and out of and tell stories that ultimately don't have stakes. Mm-hmm. And Loki tries to end with stakes, I think, yeah. in a way, like with meaning for the character. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. to the extent Loki season two works, I think it works in terms of Loki's character development. Like, I think that that arc for me kind of works. Yeah. I think a lot of the stuff around Loki is is where I feel like it's treading water and, and things just kind of get dropped. And even for Loki's character development, I would say it really only came into focus as you get towards the end right. of the season. Right, again, and, it's, and then it's I really think, the last two episodes again. I think there is, like, a sense of, like, maybe it's a little overly optimistic of the God of Mischief's arc, but mm. that, you know, like, that... Being said, um, I agree that there is that character development for Loki, but again, it gets, I'm not sure I see it over the course of the season as as much mm. as like the couple of episodes. Mm. 
but we can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably that's probably I think there's I think if I were to go back and watch it again, there's probably little drops of of kind of where it ends up that's earlier okay, that's but might not be quite given enough room to that's cook. probably fair let me give it the hamilton litmus test will you watch it again hmm. that's that's all i, I mean i did right? what like, i did watch any more than that i did watch episode one a couple of times did Why? i watch any of the others well because i watched episode one and then before episode two dropped i watched episode one again okay um but I don't know if I've watched any of the others. I did re-watch all of Loki season one before season two. Did you really? Yes, yes, because I wanted to sort of... Well, it's the first one that's actually sort of had a season two. Right, um, right. And sort of had... So you I wanted to see sort of... Way better prepared than I what, uh What things kind of went on beforehand. But yeah, it's... it's. I don't know. Yeah, I just... I felt... A, there's just a lot of things going on in, like I said, the first four episodes that yeah. kind of don't go anywhere and so it feels like like we said it's kind of treading water and and there's stuff going on and then we finally get to kind of you know when when loki's hopping through time when he's yeah. collecting like the alternate or the the original versions of all the other people yeah like we finally get into exactly you know kind of like what i felt with the first season that there's four four episodes of like tva bureaucracy right and then we get to the multiple loki's which is right. kind of what i wanted to see no, I, I, all along. I completely, completely agree. Yeah. In many ways, this would have been better as a ninety-minute, two-hour movie, possibly. Yeah, as opposed to the extended. Yeah, series. But there were things that I lokied. Mm. It's not okay. Stop trying to make. Gonna Loki keep happen. doing it now. Yeah, okay. stop trying to make it happen. I really like that spaghettifies is now a word. Yeah, apparently <laughs> that, that, is, that, that is, makes me. It that just is, makes it makes me very it happy. Is, it is that apparently a technical actually, term. Yeah, for yeah, the spaghettification of people. I mean, it's a terrible thing. It is. But it's a fun word to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. So I did like the spaghettification. Okay. Actually, the Variety article um, catalogs a lot of complaints about mm -hmm. special effects mm. and, and visual effects yep. in the way that... But I actually thought for a Disney Plus show, mm -hmm. there were moments of effects that I thought worked Really mm. nicely. I really like the spaghettification. Yep, they spaghettified a bunch of meatballs in the TVA. Yeah, well, uh, so, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach is <laughs> he checked out with the second. Yeah. I Loki did a lot, Joe. Yes. Um, I think it was the first one, actually. Maybe maybe so. Um, but I liked, I thought that was a, a pretty cool-looking effect. Mm -hmm. um, inside the temporal loom, the way that the, like, the temporal radiation sort of oh, would okay. eat away... The really funky spacesuit. Oh, you mean yeah? Oh, you mean in. yeah? I got you now. Okay. Like, well, it's, it's not it's not in the loom, but in yeah. the room that on the way, contains on the, the loom, the, the like whatever catwalk or whatever to get to the loom, whatever that thing is called. I, what's that? What's that space called? Should I know? I think they did call. I think it's just like a catwalk or a ramp or something like that. Yeah, but the room it's in, the the room that contains the loom. There's not a room that contains a loom. The loom is the thing far away that they're trying to get to. Yeah, because you go into a room, you go through a door. And then the door closes behind you, and you go across the catwalk. Yes, isn't that a room? No, the the, the loom the the catwalk the is not in a room. The the catwalk is literally sticking out into like space time. The loom is the we'll big glowy thing dimension. in the distance. Well, you can't have space time in a room. Seriously, but that's not. They're not in a room. Feels like it. They're out. It, that's that's why they have the big door and the blast shields because that's the end of the room and everything. Oh, I thought outside. they were just containing everything in the room. No. They were like oh. in space time. I'm sorry, I offended you so much this morning. Just anyway, I really liked I really liked the temporal radiation. Okay. 
And the time slipping effect was kind of cool, but I have a big complaint about it later. Okay. Um, that's it. Well, that's it in terms of the special effects that I okay. like. But I thought, oh, okay, as a as a Disney Plus television product, yeah. it actually looked pretty good. Yeah, I, I yeah, always, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I always liked the aesthetic of the futuristic fifties kind of thing. Yes, that, that Loki has done. Like, yes, Loki TV, is TVA. from a design standpoint yeah. done really well. It's aesthetically, it's I been think... it's been praised for the music as well. That 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 yeah. that there's a lot of things on on kind of the the technical side of things. That Loki does really. It's always yeah. had kind of like a weird like fifties or seventies kind of style to the yeah. TVA that that it just kind of swerves yeah. into all the time, and, and, just, and it looks really nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Everything from Miss Minutes to the the sandwich dispensing. Yeah. Well, Miss Minutes is not nice. Well, the new one is though, right? Yeah. Which Miss Minutes are you talking about? I'm talking about the the the, the main Miss Minutes of the. Yeah, I did like yeah. when they're squishing oh, the all the way, people in the box, alert. and she's yeah. like just sitting there with this evil look on yeah. her face. I'm like, oh, she's so creepy. She's not a not a, not yeah. a kind or generous yeah. person. No. Yeah. So, anything else you liked? I like spaghettifying, and I like the effects. Um, I did like um. Kind of where they went with Loki in terms of kind of shifting him from the, the he has that line where he says I have to be a different kind of god right and so he's no and they seem to be trying to make it more towards the comics where he's less the god of mischief these days and more sort of the god of stories right and so they're sort of trying to to move him in that direction I thought that worked I thought overall yeah. I thought it was a nice kind of seemingly end for Loki's character right um, and Hiddleston has said that he's not doing anymore some of that's key? been walked back in the last oh, couple days yeah right. but I, I i i don't know how you bring him back from this how I mean, do he's, you not... he's literally holding the multiverse well, together we'll talk about this later if kang is still the way marvel's yes. going how do you not bring him back well i actually i actually kind of wonder about that okay because Should we talk about that now oh, let's go ahead yeah, let's, yeah. so let's that's go. one of the things i think i don't know if this is intentional on their part yeah but it seems to me that you could easily use the end of Loki to basically sort of move on from Kang. Yes, I agree. Because yeah. number one, so number one, he's replaced He Who Remains. Right. And now he's just Tree Who Remains. Because he's Jigger Silk. Me no Loki. <laughs> Come on, Tree Who Remains. That was good. Uh-huh. That was clever. Yeah. And not at all something I was really waiting for. Continue. 5.7 um, out of 10. So I'll, take generous, yeah, I'd, I'll take it. Generous, but I'd say um, six. Was I talking? I lost my track with the tree who remains. Um, oh, so 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 he who remains is no longer there, right? Um, but the moment that really sort of stood out to me is at the end when I think it's Hunter B fifteen and Mobius are talking about mm-hmm. Kang and keeping track of the Kang variants. Yeah, and they mention I can't remember. One of them says something about Kang. They don't know about the TVA yet, right? Kang was the one, or He Who Reigns is the one that created the TVA. Right. It made me wonder if now, you know, Kang is not the big threat to the multiverse that he was, but now he's just kind of running around kind of uh, doing stuff. Right. Like, he's not the big mega threat but that he used to be. he was supposed to be, right? Yeah. In the next phase or whatever. And so yeah. I don't see how he becomes a major threat without Loki. Yeah, I mean, well, it seems like he needs to be Being in part lo- of yeah. that. So, sort I, I, of. But anyway, so yeah, so I, yeah. I, I, I wonder if this is a way to kind of open the door to to, to moving on from Kang. Well, yeah. Do you uh, feel like that? That's a way that it's a 
that's why some of the shows are kind of seem uncohesive and that why it's like the story doesn't really line up and it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere because Marvel's trying to backtrack a little Possibly. bit. Like they're trying to leave themselves cop out instead of just yeah. sticking Although, to Although, I mean, story. the major stuff, like some of this was in the can, right? Before. Yeah. And yeah. so like. That's what I was feeling. But I, I think. Though there were rumors that I can't remember if it was on. I think it might have been on season one that there were apparently issues with him on the set right. of season one. So they might have seen. Yeah, yeah, and so some of this. maybe I think that everybody's doing what Patrick's doing right now, and that's trying to figure out the yeah. loophole yeah. through which they can pretend as Again, if— Again, Kang is a giant loophole. He's literally time-traveling. Right. No, that's true. It's not hard to, to, to marginalize Kang. That's true. I assume you like that Loki got his horns and everything at the end, too. Well, I mean, he he's only, I mean yeah, I mean, like I do like the horns. Loki. Yeah, it is, it's, it's, you know. No? I mean, I like the gold horns, like the original I classic like Loki the horns. the horns are, like, too much. Like, they're just so— <laughs> I think it's just like they got to be annoying. Like, oh, to wear? <laughs> oh, they are. Apparently, that thing weighs a ton. Oh, see, I was thinking the, they must the have made it very light. Who no, no, they? no. Both right. that, and then I guess like um, what? Uh, oh, I'm forgetting the the actor that played Hella. Is that Blanchett? Yeah. Apparently, the headpiece for Hella like weighed like I don't know twenty thirty pounds. Oh, have they like, never heard of like styrofoam? I don't know. They're 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 heavy. But like doing like kid Loki's one where like one's broken and one's like a little bit smaller, or mm. having like the small. I think that would be better. You don't need the big elaborate. Like, I like that he went out on the big elaborate because it felt yeah. like he went back to the comic books. It felt like you he know? was back somewhat. To him. Though yeah. I mean, you know, the comic one always has just like the gold right horns. Well, he's new now too. Yeah. So I think we both appreciated Loki's arc then. Yeah. In that way. I kind of like the Chicago setting too. Maybe it was just the historian in me. Mm. I like that he was like running around with robber barons and con artists and like he can't really tell the difference because robber barons essentially are con artists. Yeah, I mean it was it was kind of a weird I mean it was kind of a weird thing because like that that's an example of where the show I guess kind of of stopped and started for me because they go to Chicago looking for Renslayer and then they end up getting sort of sidetracked from that into timely. And then like the whole, like the whole Renslayer Ms. Minutes pursuit kind of ends up going nowhere. It's so much. Of the, um, that felt like and even timely to me, me somewhat yeah. feels like it didn't go. Oh, that's oh, the other thing oh too. I want to talk about timely. I mean, he is other, not on my list of things. I mean, I that's like. the other thing too, is that um, we see that in, I guess in at least one branch reality, Timely doesn't get the handbook. Right. So that if, if Timely is the origin of all Kangs, then if Timely doesn't become Timely, do we even get all of those Kangs? Except how many lines are there right that's now? The, I, I mean, mean that's, just, that's, that's right? the question. Because you only have to have one that produces a Kang for yeah. Kang to infect yeah. them all. But, like, I'm towards the end of the stuff I like. Mm-hmm. I've got one in the middle, and then i got stuff I don't like. Yeah. Huh? You didn't like Obi? He was next on my list. Okay. Okay. Like, OB, I thought was generally a good addition. Mm-hmm. But it, it felt almost like he just wanted to bring the actor on in some ways. Like, I, I'm not. Yeah. Like, uh, not, yeah. like not as fully developed yeah. as, as I had hoped. Was there other stuff that you really liked? That I really liked? Or that you liked? Um, It seems like maybe we both rated it too highly. <laughs> he threw. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, I think so much of it is, um, for me, so much of it is sort of Loki's arc in the end. Yes. That, yeah. you know, I sort of like that. But the, the issue I have is that everyone else, to some extent, feels like they're standing around right. in Loki's arc. And they're not really, like, 
I mean, Hunter B-15 doesn't do much of anything this season. Right. Sylvie doesn't really do much of anything. Mobius does a little bit, but, but not much more. Not much, right? So and then, so, it, so it feels like there's a lot of people kind of standing around. But that's that exactly transitions to the thing that I that Vicky and I we talked about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. We both agreed that we just didn't like it. The thing I liked best about Loki season one were the relationships. Mm-hmm. Loki and Mobius together on screen ah. were a good pair. Yep. Loki and Sylvie together on screen were a good pair. I Throw them a, together with. I'm with, a fair foul about with Loki the, and Sylvie. The guy at the end of time, right? Mm-hmm. And he who remains. Like you've got you've got really good like personal relationship dynamic stuff at mm-hmm. work. And it felt like in this season you didn't really get Mobius and Loki, and you didn't really get a lot of Loki and Sylvie. And the yeah. like the relationships that I felt kind of carried the first mm-hmm. season for me, because everybody else except for Loki was kind of standing around. Well, I think part of it too, and and I you know, the show might not be consistent in this, but when, because what, when at the end of season one, when Loki goes back to the TVA at the end, yeah, neither Hunter nor Mobius know who he is. And I'm trying to remember if they mean, if that remains the same, that it's, it's not the <laughs> Mobius we had before. It's a different Mobius. Yeah, but one it, that doesn't know Loki, and so that's part of maybe why we don't get the relationship. But, I'm, but like stepping outside of it, like as a viewer, like I wanted I, the relationship yeah. stuff. It was it was the give and take. It was the yeah. buddy picture kind of stuff. Yeah, we got a little bit the, of that in the Chicago. A little bit, yeah. But like again, it was like this glimpse, and like mm-hmm. the idea of standing around is it kind of gets encapsulated at the beginning of the last episode where Loki keeps going back mm-hmm. in time, and like I think it's kind of funny that he becomes like a physics engineer mm-hmm. expert or whatever by just like studying over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Like interesting. But everybody else is literally just standing there. Yeah. Like it is it kind of becomes symptomatic yeah. of for me what was kind of the my biggest complaint I think yeah. with it was I missed the give and take. Yeah. I just it wasn't there. And even if it's a new Mobius, I I want some kind of dynamic between yeah. them, but like I never really felt. Yeah. No, I would it. agree. Like it didn't, didn't feel. and then so a lot of people have have talked about the Loki Sylvie relationship romance being downplayed. Yeah. And so I have a response from F- executive producer Kevin Wright. Okay. Two charges that they downplayed it. So quote, yeah. I would disagree with the assessment that we downplayed the relationship. Mm. They may not be stopping to kiss, but everything is driven because of the deep emotions that these two people have for one another. <sighs> I think you felt those emotions differently in season two than you did season I one. I didn't feel them all in season two. So, like, maybe in season, maybe, like, there's the spillover from season one yeah, where you're like supposed I, I mean, to, like, carry those emotions. Up. But I I agree. Like, it's just. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, no, there's not really any time for Sylvie and Loki to, to really do much. Seriously? In terms of, of their relationship. That was like a three. I think he realized it, though. That's why I went, like, yeah, okay. just kind of, right. like, yeah. he, he realized. Oh, so you can like, cover it. Just be like, okay. Well, he, well, he, I think he Me no Loki really that. Mean... <laughs> See? It's covered. He did, it's good. I don't no, think he meant it, funny it but then caught it. It's got to be funny now. He didn't mean no. it, but then he caught it. He was like, oh, I didn't mean that, but yeah, hey. No. Like, <laughs> lit. What I do is an art form. It's not, <laughs> it's not something that it's, it's your anyone else can just be copied. It's your artistic process. Exactly. It's like building a Lego Millennium Falcon. Everybody does it differently. Well, no, everyone just follows the instructions. Well, uh, exactly. That's that's not a good metaphor at all. But yeah, no, there's there's an art to it that I don't think you appreciate and that you just sort of, of 
uh, roll your eyes at and 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 look at with disdain, and mm-hmm. that disdain is what keeps you from from yeah. from pulling it off. It feels like a mirror, but anyway, you know the other thing that bothered me a little about the the acting didn't sell me in all cases on this show mm. in a couple of ways. I liked Loki's time slipping special effect, okay, but the little flourish Hiddleston would do at the end of each one mm. really took me out of the film eventually. Okay, every time he did it, and then Victor Timely, mm-hmm. everything he did. Yeah. Made me realize I was watching an actor. Acting? Acting. Yeah. yeah. Like, it felt like those two moments to me, and, like, the time slipping happens a lot. Oh, yeah. And, it, like, it just felt like, oh, like, I see Hiddleston mm-hmm. acting, and then the entire Victor Timely performance to me. Yeah. I just, what was Major, like, what was he going for? Yeah. What was the intent? I don't know, but I found it. I'm not saying like awkward is bad. Victor Timely mm-hmm. might be a super awkward guy, but it was, it was, it was an awkwardness that felt performed. Well, I, to me, like I, th- so anyway. I mean, that might be part of it because I mean, the issue too is that I mean, he does have sort of, and maybe this is the issue is when we first meet him in Chicago. You know, the awkwardness of his character, I think, can be explained by how he's trying to fleece everyone, right? And so he needs them sure. to underestimate him, right? But then the way that, re- but but obviously. If he is kind of performing that awkwardness in order to yeah. fleece people, then he's not really awkward. He's actually pretty smart. Right. But then the awkwardness kind of continues when he's at the TVA yeah. when it doesn't really need to be there anymore. Right. And we don't even know he's being awkward to fleece people. True. He just seems... I'm just saying that, that yeah, that's right, a way no, you could right, finesse. I tried to explain it. But to me, I don't know. Like, most of the time that he yeah. was on screen, I just I, – I was very much aware that I was watching something. And like yeah. – when you're watching a movie or when you're watching something like this mm-hmm. on television, you don't want to have that yeah. reaction, right? Like, you want to feel like you're part of the world. And every time Victor Timely came on the screen, it's like, well, I'm stepping out of the world. Yeah, because, well, yeah. and I think I think this is part of the larger problem is that there is no storyline or arc for Victor Timely. He's just there pretty much as a plot device. Right. Um, and so he he's kind of another person that's that's kind of hanging around like yeah. like we have i mean again you know and and even that feels sort of random in the way that that they weren't even looking for him to begin with and then they find him and then it becomes all about him um and then we ha- like we have you know like like even when they're at the tva like red slayers trying to get him and and all these things and i don't yeah. really understand him like why are we trying to get timely no it, like and, and he's just kind of standing there being weird and goofy but to me like that's part of the crutch Mm-hmm. fair or foul thing that you started with mm-hmm. the show becomes so muddled at some point i mm-hmm. kind of gave up trying to trace all of the like concentric circles backwards mm-hmm. and forwards in time and it just gives them the excuse to just not have to be attentive to that yeah, like, yeah. maybe there's something that holds it all together but after a while i just didn't care yeah well I, I think what holds it all together is is the arc that they're clearly going for with loki's character i'm, I'm just talking about the timeline and like, no. like i don't know if that's authentically maintained from start to finish i mean loki literally jumps backward and forward in time how many times yeah i mean well that's i get confused too because and if you're confused well for god's sake what are they doing to people like me so thinking about the normal people watching this program or what the hell i mean thinking about the end you know so he jumps back to the whole you know when when sylvie kills he who remains right um and and you know tries to stop her and and isn't able to and and then you know he and he who remains have sort of this long conversation. Yeah. And where where, you know, 
Loki basically figures out what he needs to do. But then that raises the question. I'm like, okay. So he goes off. Sylvie is wherever he who remains zapped her to. Right. So he who remains didn't die. Which just was the important thing for what happened at the end of season You're one. Literally making my head hurt. And like, so, the more you talk, and so I'm the like, more okay, I'm like, so so did they just wipe out kind of everything? Yeah. That yeah, it's 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 too much. Yeah. And I think well, we'll come to that when we get to the variety article. But it's mm-hmm. gotten like the the MCU has gotten so dense mm. and so complicated that you have to be pretty heavily invested in it mm-hmm. at this point. To like the original Avengers trajectory was pretty direct in a lot of ways mm-hmm. right like it was a story that you could you could go to the theater and then not think about it again until you came back to the theater for the next avengers movie mm-hmm. and it gave and, you like a recap almost right and yeah. you, but you could carry it forward really easily as soon as they went to the multiversal time traveling mm-hmm. timeline kind of stuff it just gets it's too much i think for well, people the, who want to go see a good superhero movie mm-hmm. but not have to take in like a tva style handbook yeah to keep, to make sense of it. Well, I think the issue is that unlike Thanos, who is a storyline, right? Multiverse is a concept. Yeah, we don't really have a story with the multiverse, and so it does kind of feel like it's it's sort of wandering all over the place, right? Like maybe had Kang been more part of the story, yeah, it would feel like a story. But you're right, yeah. Like it just, I, I don't yeah. know, it's not working, which is another one of my complaints. The timeline time travel stuff, which we just talked about. Uh-huh. Like I, I quit. I lost track, and then I just quit caring. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that the, the beginning of the final episode's funny for a while. And then I'm like, I'm like, I swear to God, if Timely doesn't make it to that little globe and shoot that little projectile yeah. into the loom this time. But that's the other like, thing, too. I am so done with this show. I, I, I cannot. And that's another it. problem, too, is. How many times over the time over season two did it basically become we have to shoot something at the loom? Like right. that's how they get Loki yeah. back after he's uh, at the beginning when he's time slay. I'm like, we're always trying to shoot things at the loom. Yeah. Like it's it got it got a little a little repetitive. Would you say the the loom was given too much fruit? Like a fruit of the loom? Yeah, no, I got yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was a six, and then you explained it, and it went to like a three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you exactly. take a six and you add a three, and that's a nine. Oh, and in my no, in my dad joke book. Yeah, like, no, you it, take a six and you add a you subtract a three and you end up with a three. Is the, is the math? See, like I said, it's an art. Not everyone so, can do what I do. I don't think anybody does what you do. Um, <laughs> do you have any other complaints? I have a couple other, but then I, I think um, we should move to what comes next because yeah. there's only so much in Loki. I mean, again, just kind of, uh, there's just a lot that I felt was kind of a dead end. Renslayer's plot kind of ended up being a dead end. Miss yeah. Minutes kind of ends up being a dead end. Yeah. Everything with General Docs and the Minutemen. The other thing, too, I'd like... Don't even get me started. At the end of the first episode, when they're all going through the time doors with, like, tons of equipment, and Hunter B-15 is saying, you're like, I don't know what they're doing. I'm like, well, they're clearly going to prune all the branches. Like, how do you not know what they're doing? Yeah, and then they and then they fail, and then they're in the box, and then they're killed. I'm like, oh my god, that like there was no, no point to that. Yeah, no, I, I um, agree. There was a lot of that, and it it felt overstuffed with stuff you could pull out and make yeah. a really interesting movie about. Oh, I don't know, Loki. Yeah, yeah. Like so, there's just, there's a lot just of things that were dead ends or or storylines that just kind of fizzled out. Yeah, I agree. Um, like Renslayer just gets pruned, and then and then you know she's apparently in the void now and. 
And I think... Not sure what's going to happen to her. I think that's what bothered me by the time we got to the show that I think people really liked, which is where they go to collect the variant, like, different, yes. like, versions. And we finally get to see John, uh, Don, the jet ski yeah. salesman. It just didn't land with me the way I think it landed with most people. I was... Yeah. Had you asked me at the beginning of the season, like, you're going to get to see Don, I think I would have been pretty excited about it. By yeah. the time we got there, it just felt like fan service to me. Yeah, well, again, it it's... felt like something it's, they were doing because fans well, wanted it's, it. Well, it's, it's like the first season in which we get all the Lokis very late, and we yeah. could have used them earlier. I think the same thing. We could have used, like, the going around and finding Don and Hunter's original and all those yeah. things. Instead of doing it in one episode, like... And that... Plus, also, that, that makes... It makes no sense... Why, when Loki shows up to these people that he does not know, they all agree to go with him to, you know, Ouroboros' workshop or whatever it I is. I always thought about, I thought about that a, a lot like, with Don, where he's like, well, yeah, I'll leave. I'll my leave kids, my kids, like alone. this stranger has shown up and yeah. said, I mean, I, you know, he does make the pitch that this will be the end of everything if you don't yeah. go, but like everybody's going to be like, yeah, that makes yeah. But then they get there and sense. all they do is stand around until, yeah. because Loki's realized, oh yeah, this is not the way to go. I'm like, well, so this was another giant waste of time. Which makes it feel like fan service. Yeah. Like they're doing it because fans want to see it. Or it feels like they're just trying to fill time because they've got six episodes and they don't plan to get to Loki's stuff until episode five and six yeah. and so we've got Big a mistake we've Big got mistake. a mark time so yeah, yeah there, there's just a lot i have one other huge complaint okay the crass advertising for mcdonald's that oh. kind of product placement if you're gonna do it you need to go to the master michael bay and do it with some art and with a deft touch and this was just this was just but hammering over the but head. didn't you appreciate the nostalgia of like the 1980s mcdonald's did, playland it's like, so, oh, look, it's the playland. I remember that's, that. that that's, was, what, that's what Loki uh, does Chicken McNuggets best, were right? new. Is, is designed. I remember a time when Chicken McNuggets did not exist, Zach. I remember when they were, they were the new. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. There was a time when Chicken McNuggets were not a thing. They're, they're exciting, least, And now they are. Yeah, oh, I love I, That's what I got every time we went to McDonald's. They're my least favorite. Oh, I would never get menu. McNuggets going to McDonald's. Oh, I love McNuggets. I would rather get the fish fillet. McDo- oh, okay. okay. The fish okay. fillet is a step below. I yeah. Nobody. Zach, you need nobody. to off. Yeah. Right? Now, that's that is nobody oh, says fish fillet uber fillet I think fish. You ever wonder like if a sentence fish. has never been said before? I think Zach just, just locked yeah. in on one. I just don't like the, like, like the chicken nuggets. Are I would like, pick the fish fillet. Nobody's the ever fillet said that. over fish. chicken McNuggets. so good. Yeah. No, no. 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 No, no, you gotta go. You go straight Big Mac and fries. No yeah. double cheeseburger. Oh, another thing that I one or thing that McDouble, I did like. That's it. Yeah. One other thing that I did like was I did like sort of the irony of Loki at the end, who at the moment he decides he does not want a throne, and just wants to be with his friends and not alone. Yeah. He ends up getting a throne and being completely alone. Like right. I did kind of like the tragic irony of the end. Yeah. With yeah. Kind of, I was like, oh, he's doing, he's making the sacrifice because it's literally. The exact opposite of everything he just told us right. he wants. Right. Because, I did like that. Because doing the right thing is hard. Isn't that the moral that, that Mobius teaches us? In that I'm pretty episode? sure that's what every MCU film teaches us. Right. Yeah, it is sort of the thesis. Yeah, everything's yeah. hard. Do you think, though, that it'd be worth it for the MCU to, like, actually... Because I feel like with every single show, every single timeline that they get into, they really don't show the consequences of anybody's actions ever. Like, they just have it kind of just go and just... In the end, it all ends up fixed... And yeah, mm-hmm. the superhero's sad, but everyone else is okay. Well, if you think about all the devastation that takes place over the course of the two seasons of Loki, 
but you don't really feel it like when you're pruning time no. and whatnot. But you are like literally destroying worlds and you. Well, I mean, I mean, in the first season, yeah. that's I think that's part of Hunter B fifteen and and kind of her arc. Yeah, is to realize that like like she says like she's the one that's horrified by it, and it, and it carries into yeah. this season as well. That yeah. she's just like all those lives, but it does by episode three of this season kind of it doesn't go away. it doesn't yeah to Zach's point it it doesn't stick. Yeah. There's like this. This it's this faux kind of empathy yeah. and coming to grips with what you've done before you can find a, a, a slick way out of it that it, makes you and the viewer kind of leave not feeling responsibility yeah, it, for it. it. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I would say it more along the lines of, for me, like Hunter B-15, particularly when, when General Docs and her men do destroy all the branches, like Hunter B-15 gets to kind of have her sad moment and be like, oh, all those people. Yeah. And then we just move on. Right, like like we just like, move on. Yeah, now. like yeah. that's what we've done. We just, no, we've it feels moved like on. the. I mean, in terms of the story, the story yeah. moves on, not the characters are moving on. No. Right, yeah. feels like the consequences died out yeah. in like Infinity War and Endgame. Right, like, they just the, fade the away. Consequences just right. like, especially with now being in multi. The it goes back to the crutch yeah. of the multiverse. Well, that's been the issue the from the get go. I mean, I, th- I think I said when we talked about Endgame, it's like I think Endgame breaks the MCU. Like I don't, they should have done something completely different. Speaking of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, want to talk about what's next? Yeah, so. Um, there was the big variety article that came mm-hmm. out recently, yes. um, which leads to like the bigger kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. Like is majors out? Mm-hmm. Is Kang being dropped? Is mm-hmm. the next big MCU storyline? And so just real quickly, uh-huh. this is kind of a quick synopsis of what variety said. Yes. Majors has gotten really bad press and there are mm-hmm. rumors that they're moving away from Kang. Correct. Um, this was written before the Marvel's drop. Mm-hmm. But it was plagued by reshoots, yep, and that's their language. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was looking to underwhelm at the box office. And mm-hmm. I'm not a numbers guy, but if I do understand correctly, it has not. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, like it, it bounced yeah. back maybe a little bit, but it feels like maybe it's not doing even what Doctor Strange did. Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's not doing anywhere near the numbers of a a typical Marvel. Now, keep in mind, you know, the strike went on until like two days before the film debuted so none of the actors could do anything to promote think, the film and, think, I, and i think that probably did have an effect do you think that would have hurt like endgame in the same kind of way it i don't mm. think it would have maybe dr strange 2 yeah because that's yeah. their comp is like dr strange 2 made 185 million yeah million, million. um and they're tracking mis- or the marbles at like 75 yeah, well, I think part of it too. I don't is, know what the real numbers are, but this is what Variety was reporting. Yeah, well, there's, well, there's I a, think a it made its domestic Marvel's domestic opening weekend was like forty three. Yeah, and worldwide was a hundred and ten. Okay, which is apparently because one of the things that they're that is like the biggest box office uh, for a film by a black female director. Which okay. I think says more about how few black female directors there are. I think. Yeah. I think. Then, then, then. I the think film. that's Marvel looking for. Um, but yeah, well, I think all the. I think the. I, I think there's a couple things too. Is is that from the get go, Doctor Strange, in the multiverse of madness, felt connected to the larger arc of the MCU. Yeah. Marvels, I don't think, really ever felt that. And there, it's hard to see the arc of the MCU right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it is kind of this interesting conundrum that, that Marvel does find itself in, because people are complaining about, oh, you need to see all 33 films to read it, to, yeah. to do anything. Yeah. And then you get a standalone, a more standalone, well, I'm not sure I'd call Marvel standalone, but something that looks like a more, more a standalone type thing. Yeah. And then it doesn't do well. It's like, okay, so you don't want things that are tied into the larger MCU, but then you don't see the movies. There might be not. a middle ground of that. It's so. like, 
more straightforward, simplified storytelling yeah. in a connected universe. Yeah. But anyway, the, the article goes on. Another problem at Marvel is the quote-unquote endless torrent at Disney+. Plus. Yes. We've been talking about that forever on this program. Yeah. Like, there's, there's too much. Mm-hmm. And so they, they say that it led to, quote, muddled narrative that baffled viewers. Mm. Uh, that there, there seems to be maybe a societal burnout about superheroes Possibly. settling in. That was their assertion. Yeah, yeah. Um, the special effects division has been overworked. Yeah. Blade has apparently really struggled and gone through a variety of rewrites, some of which reduced Blade to fourth lead in the... Which they've apparently fixed, but yeah, that's... Right. Um, they've had some... Because there, there was that, and then there was something else that... Um, so, well, they've, they've apparently scrapped Born Again and started over yeah. with an original showrunner from the Netflix series but that apparently has been completely yeah. redone or so, is being completely redone and it just it you start to get a whiff of panic maybe yeah i mean the, i mean the issue it. is they 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 probably do need a course correct at this point yeah um well variety says they're actually talking about maybe bringing the original Avengers. yeah back. that's not that's don't not yeah don't that's oh i, I agree i'm just saying this is this is the variety so i know yeah that's variety that's, is that's the rumor that came out after Variety is that they're talking to downey jr and all of them about yeah. coming back and i'm like no that's not it's, it's not, not what you do it's not like, that's the admitting right they've got nothing so then let's let's answer that's the question for the show then mm-hmm. what's the answer we've talked about this before right mm-hmm. it's got to be fantastic four and x-men there is a third option um, that I cannot talk about until you see the Marvels, but then we can talk about when you see the Marvels. I would even say how Marvel about a spoiler sets. Is it? It's something we've talked about before. No, oh, go ahead and drop it then. It's Are fine. you sure? I don't care. Spoiler warning for all those listening. Are you sure? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler Avengers. Uh, one of the things that's pretty clearly set up at the end of Marvels is Young Avengers. Well, okay, so. Young Avengers could work. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. Like mm-hmm. they've got then you. Then you might appreciate Marvels. Then they've got they've got some characters they can work with. Yes, they do. But do you think Young Avengers is a big enough tentpole? Do you th- like because to me, mm. X Men has a broader cultural. Yes, cachet. you should go see Marvels. Is X Men in it too? Really? You should go see Marvels. Oh, is she a mutant? You should go see not not well. We know Kamala Khan's a mutant. Oh, that's right. That was established yeah. at the end of her show. Never mind. Yeah, you need to go see Marvel. Do you, do you think guys think it'd be worth it for Marvel to take a break, take like almost take like a we year? We were on a break. Well, yeah. here's here's the interest. So I I looked at because you had asked before like what is the yeah. next Marvel movie coming out, and yeah. I'm like I honestly don't know what it is. So yeah. I look. So here's what's coming up over yeah. the next year. Um. So they just announced that What If season two, yeah, is dropping on December twenty second. But it's completely outside. And they're releasing an episode a day for nine days straight. That's a good idea. So they're all coming out. So that's first. That's a good idea. Um, Also, I hate to say it. Yeah. Because you remember we talked about the episodes and what we were excited about. Yeah. And we were very excited about the WandaVision musical episode. Yes. Yeah, no, it doesn't exist. (gasps) It's not one. Yeah. I swear to God. Are you kidding? What if really hates me? Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember which were the two episodes we were excited about. It was that and something else. Yeah, they're both not there. Oh, Um, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's okay. So that doesn't get me excited. Uh, Then we've got it's rumored in early January. We've got X-Men 97, the 90s animated series kind of coming back. And that so that's. An animated, animated, yeah. yeah so, so that's yeah, too animated really, off the bot, but not part of yeah. the MCU. Maybe this is the break. Well, that's the thing. After that, we've got Echo, which is coming out. Oh, I forgot to. Oh no, that's coming out January 10th. All six episodes drop. 
Okay. Part of their Marvel Spotlight series that are spin-offs set in the MCU but meant to stand alone. Okay. Um so Disney Plus stuff that doesn't matter for the big screen. Is, and then we've got um Agatha Harkness Darkhold Diaries coming sometime in 2024. Yeah, could be good. Uh Spider-Man Maybe. Freshman Year which I think is another animated <laughs> Um, movie-wise... It seems like they've given up, frankly. Movie-wise, we've got Deadpool coming in July. Okay, yeah. that'll be sweet. And then nothing until February 2025 with Captain America Brave New World. Wow. Now, there's a bunch of stuff like Born Again, Ironheart, Armor Wars, which is now a film instead of a Disney Plus series that aren't scheduled and so might pop up, but the yeah. only Marvel movie coming out this year is Deadpool 3. And do any of those really, like, Deadpool the... aside... None of that. Like filler. Right, it, it makes me. None of it grabs it, you, right? It none does it's... make me wonder if maybe this is the time to course correct because they don't yeah. have much. Because if you look at it, at the next thing after Captain America: Brave New World on like their list is Fantastic Four. Like I would say, even at that point, hold the shows, release some of the ones that people are like, "What if season two? You're already so close." And yeah, I mean, that's coming out. So close. Yeah, like, you're you're so close. Like so just month. release those. But after that, done. take a break, take a year off, because then it creates like a want in audiences because now they have nothing. And well, it they could you, very. It seems like they've been clearing the decks, right? It feels to like they're clearing. The, well, the other and thing too is that time. they could so easily use Deadpool to clear the decks even further. Like if he's jumping around the multiverse, he could just wipe out like well, everything he, they've done is, since Endgame. Which is what he's yeah. kind of done. Like so, in, the, in the comics, right. he went yeah. on a tear and just yeah. like killed. So everyone. I'll be curious if yeah. that's what. But yeah, there's not a lot coming out. In yeah. the next year, I mean, a lot of it's coming out in the next couple of months, and so it gives and them. Then a... you got Deadpool in in what was it May? Uh, was Deadpool May or July? Uh, July was Deadpool, and yeah. then Captain America's February twenty twenty five, and that's it. Yeah, and the Captain America is going to be a hard sell, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be mean, for a bunch of reasons that I think are bad yeah, reasons, it's, but it's, I think it's going to be a hard sell. It's like, going to be like the Marvels. Yeah, it, like the same kinds of woke baggage that yes. people are going to claim. Yes. That it carries. So, I'm totally in on a Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. That seems like a fun idea to mm-hmm. me. But I think you're, they're going to have to go big. They need like, like they need to mm-hmm. swing for the fences. And to me, that's either X-Men yeah. or Fantastic Four. Yeah. I, I do intend to see Marvels at you some point. Yes. Yes. I will say nothing else. I've said too much already. There are, I will say this, there are several things in Marvels that seem completely designed to appeal to me. And one thing that both appeals to me and, and frustrates me, so. Okay. So, I'll tell you, we'll see if you can, you can figure out what they are. Uh, there's nothing worse than homework. Going I mean, some of them, like I mean, at least one of them should be pretty obvious. Okay. So, Hawkeye related. No, not, not that. Something else that should be pretty obvious. Given my love of Monica Rambeau. Oh, yeah. that, that that she's even doing for it. Well, yeah. So, but yeah, but you need to see it because that's what we're, I think that's what we're planning to talk about on the next show, right? We will not yes. have a show like we're going to take a week off because next Friday would be yeah, unless we w- wanted to do it earlier. Right. Which right. I'm Let's not sure why we're talking about this on the actual episode. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> it feels well, like we'll get to the Marvels eventually. Yeah, we'll get like to the, the be... Marvels. Will be the next show we do, continuing yeah. the discussion. Yeah, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. How are we doing on time, by the way? We're at 47 minutes. Yeah, that's a pretty tight show. Yep, very tight. I've got some fair or foul, but I feel like most of them we kind of covered in one way or another. Okay. Unless you want me to drop one on you. Sure, why not? I didn't get to do um, a fair or foul. 
Uh, okay, this is from the Midwest Film Journal. So okay. I like to go to the like I know the apex predators mm-hmm. of, of film criticism. Film criticism. Yeah. Um, quote: When the credits rolled on the twelfth overall episode of Loki, mm-hmm. for the first time, I felt like the Marvel Cinematic Universe was truly stagnant. Oh, oh, is that the whole quote? That's it. Hmm. That's probably that's maybe foul. I wouldn't say stagnant. No, what do you say? Sitting still, <laughs> dead in the water. It's 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 struggling. So it's 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 like thrashing about in the water. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's trying to for swim. Somebody to toss it a life. Well, like it, you know, it was swimming along really well, mm-hmm. and then somewhere on the line, it got a really bad cramp. It was a cramp, you think? And 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 it's sort of trying to to like keep going, paddle? but but walk. It's it's trying to get through the cramp, but it's struggling. So is it doggy paddling at this point, very, or is nah, it worse than not even doggy paddling? I don't know. There, it's 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 kind of more. I think that I think thrashing around. Okay, they're no better than a doggy. If I were to give it that description, I would say it's like doing that weird, like coming up, trying to glide on the water and like gasping for air. And oh, like the, the one they race in at the Olympics? Oh, breaststroke? Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Mm. More like butterfly, where it's just graceful drowning at that yeah, point. Like they're trying yeah. hard. How about this one? This okay. is um, from Kevin Carr. Okay. From Fat Guy at the Movie. Not as accessible for all fans. This is still a fun, high concept comic story. This is exactly what I enjoyed about the comics. Mm, that's probably fair. Okay. Um, I got one more for you. This is a nice okay. one to wrap with, I think. Okay. This is from The Guardian. Oh, okay. So, you know, actual. Yes. It's a Lexi Duggan. Quote, this is easily the best Marvel TV series in years. For all those. Well, I guess it's how long did Hawkeye come out last year or the year before? You don't know. I think it came out the year before, so it's been two years since. Because you rewatched it when you were in Oregon. Yeah, last exactly. Christmas, right? So it must have yeah. come out the so Christmas two years, before yeah. that. So that. So yes, it is. It is. That's the last thing that really stands out as a quality Disney Plus. I mean, Ms. Marvel had its moments. Oh, Ms. Marvel came later. Yeah, yeah. Ms. Marvel's good. Ms. Marvel, too. She-Hulk. Yeah. We liked She-Hulk. Actually, I like She-Hulk too. Yeah. Disney's been fine. Yeah, you like She-Hulk. Moon Knight was the one we didn't like. Moon Knight was a disaster. Moon Knight was was and Secret Invasion was garbage. She Hulk, I felt like was fan service. No, like a good amount of fan service. She Hulk was awesome. I thought She Hulk had the right. I mean, it was it. Mood. There was a fair amount of fan service in it, but it was consciously fan service. I thought it, I thought crazy. it was really good. I thought like the narrative was really cool. Like yeah. it's something that I haven't done before, and I really enjoyed it. I love the humor in it, but yeah. I was just like, man, that's just a lot of fan service. But to me, it was like a tongue in cheek fan service. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't wanted to see the porcupine up on the big screen? Well, if you go back and listen to previous episodes of this podcast, I say it almost every time we oh, talk about much, Marvel. Yeah. Where, where where's, the hell is the porcupine? porcupine? Is it just porcupine? Por- it's- uh, porcupine. I think you can. Uh, I might go by the porcupine. The porcupine. do people call him Porky? No. Like for short? No. Okay. Porcupine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, as we prepare, I think Zach is literally Zach is literally trying to turn the to, plug on. No, I didn't show. know when. I didn't to know when we were going. He's been trying for the last like ten minutes. I didn't know when we He's were like, ending. We ended now. We can time, say. I'm like, where are we landing? We can. We can say Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Because there's no drop before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Right? Happy Yes, end happy of Thanksgiving. Break day. Happy Black Friday. Enjoy your Lego Avengers Towers, those of you that celebrate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, there's at least one of them. <laughs> Until then.